Okay, welcome back, Trevor. I mean, it's really me. I'm, I'm the welcome back. I'm sorry about last week. Last week I was uh, at about this time, and I think for about 4 a.m. last week I was I was working on Bitochon the Misa. I was uh, unfortunately unwell for like the whole week after coming back from Eretz Yisrael on that trip, and then it was like back and forth. I was able to do everything. Um, and I thought I was getting better, and then Sunday morning I woke up at like, I don't even know, was it 4, 3.30? And I was, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I was extraordinarily nauseous, thank you, and I could not, I couldn't, I couldn't prepare, I couldn't read, I could, nothing. So at that moment, um, I was, I was working on things that we've discussed before, I know I mentioned it at least once, so it's Kedah to reiterate, there's a, you know, a bitachon l'maysa chabura. And what was going through my head at that point? I'll tell you a few things that went through my head. First thing is that we discussed is that when we learn the sugi bitachon properly, or Hashem, what we're trying to do, we're trying to learn it the way it's supposed to be learned. It's like a sugya, slowly, trying to expand it as as wide as it can go in certain you know with our within limitations, but we're trying to make it we're trying to expand it. Not it's not limited to just going to work. That's not the sugibitachan, just work. That's very, very small. <clears throat> Sugibitachan is is the trust that every single moment of your life is run by a higher power their bonus shalom and it's for our best. Simply put, yes? There's a lot of facets and you know nuances and technicalities, but that's, that's bitachon in a nutshell. Every single moment, the way that we're learning, every single moment of life is run by Kaddish Baruch Hu for our best. Two thumbs up. So if you're sitting, or you're standing, or you're not really sure what you're holding in such a state of nausea that you can't really think outside of that, good or bad? It's good. Do I can you can I can I tell you can I explain to you in words how it's good? Not necessarily. Does that matter? No, because bitachon and amuna they come from a place that's above understanding. It doesn't matter what I understand. I know a fact that this is tough, and therefore, and I'm pretty sure I've said this. This this mahalach came into my head. A very simple mahalach came into. My head. I think from learning. Maybe amongst other things, but a person may be sick. That doesn't equal bad. Right? I'm not talking about being deathly sick. Even then, there's what to talk about, but we're not discussing that. A person is sick in bed. He can't go to work. He can't think. He can't prepare a chabura. He can't help with his wife. He can't deal with the kids. Whatever it may be, it doesn't mean it's bad. Being sick doesn't equal bad. Oh, this is so bad. Oh, no. Being sick means you're sick. Kaddish Baruch decided you'll be sick. And there's a tachas atov. It sounds so simple. I don't know maybe if anybody's done this before. It changes the whole way you, you act in those 12, 24, 36, 48, 72 hours. You go from a mindset of just, uh, I'm not sure what that mindset is, but it's just, uh, to... Positivity, like, okay, okay, I'm going to get through this. Something good's going to come about this. And you could be positive. You could be sick and positive. There's not, it's not a stero. Yes, it's not a stero. Sometimes it just takes bitachon to understand that. 
even though it's logical without that, but what bitachon means being sick means there's a tachas atov, right? Remember we talked about the gaps. Remember we discussed we discussed the the situation, the external situation, and then the reaction, and then there's the gap in between, which usually nobody has. Remember, hungry and angry, hangry. Remember, there's no gap. He's hungry, he becomes angry. One second. That's not true. Really, it's hungry. No one's feeding me. I'm cranky. I'm upset. Then he turns angry. Just, it's so fast. It becomes hangry. But that's not the MS. Or people who are sick and they're cranky. So it's a cranky. But that's not true. They're sick. There's a Kaddish Baruch Hu making me sick. And, therefore, and it's Tov. This is the world of Bitochon. And therefore, it doesn't mean I'm happy necessarily. And I'm positive. I'm positive. It's a whole different world. Then, if, you're, if you can get to that place, then the thoughts that go through your head at that point are totally different. Instead of thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss work, oh man, money, oh man, the kids, oh man, my wife, oh man, oh man, all these. And then a person just sw- swirls around their person's head and he just sinks deeper into the pillow. I'll tell you a thought that I thought about. I'll give you one thought that I thought about. This might sound silly, but I don't think it's so silly. I thought about, Wow. This is what my wife felt like when she was pregnant. This nausea, right? We don't experience nausea very often. I mean, some people might, hopefully not. If you're a healthy person, it's not so common. Especially by adults. By kids, maybe, but not by adults so much. Well, this is what she goes through to, ha- you know, to have a kid. Right? Anybody who has kids knows very often they get nauseous. And it could be one pregnancy, two pregnancies. And they somehow still find a way to go to work or do what they need to do. I got an appreciation for that. And, I, and then I went over to my wife and I told her. I said, you know what? <coughs> I appreciate it a little bit more. But that came because I wasn't thinking about, ugh. Different mindset. All from Shabbat Tachon. All from It's a whole different world. So that's why I wasn't here last Sunday. So I was working on Bitachon the Maisa. Second note, I'll just mention, I was in the farm store, which I uh, usually frequent. It's one of my favorite places in the five towns. It's one of the only stores I know about on Central Avenue, Z Berman's. Jacob Plus is also very good. I just saw this came out. There's a lot of Svarim books coming out nowadays. It's unbelievable about Bitochan, Amuna Bitochan. I have not read, come out any of them, none of them, so I can't vouch for them. I'm sure they're all good, but it does, as we've discussed, we're, we're working on a certain Mahalach. That Mahalach, I don't think, exists outside of maybe one Safer, which I'll discuss in a minute. But, so I don't usually buy these, these books, but this one I did buy. And I'm going to show everybody, it's very geschmack, right? Bamberger, he's the, I think he's the mashkiach in, um, no, 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 in Queens, in Landers. He's, and he puts out a lot of these books. He's like art scroll, like coffee table books. Great Jewish Faith, a panorama of Bimun and Bitochen Essentials by Torah Personality. So it's very, it's very sweet for those people who are into the Sugi of Bimun and Bitochen. Very geschmack, a picture, a tzaddik, and then I'll write one line. I'll just, I just opened up randomly to the Chassam Sofer. Okay, faith in Torah is contingent on faith in Torah sages. Okay, we haven't discussed that at all. That's a very deep line. Faith in Torah is contingent on faith in Torah sages. al it goes through a lot of different things. It is Kedai. Ezra Atia, he was, the, he was, I think, the Rebbe of Ravadia. Hashem does not challenge man with something he cannot handle. Cute. And a biography, Agav, it's... it's One more, one more, yeah? The Chazonish, yeah? Faith is not about everything turning out all right. It is about being all right 
no matter how things turn out. So that's our Mahalach. So I've discussed the Chazanish in the past, that the Chovos Levavos, or the Chazanish really, goes with the Mahalach of the, of the Chovos Levavos more than, than others. <clears throat> We're not going to learn. He has a Sefer called the Munu Bitochem. Um, so anyway, just uh, Archgirl didn't pay me to do this. I'm just telling you because those who like and when we talk, and it's short, it's, it's one line. That's it. It's literally one line. So you, you have the attention span for one line. Yes? You can't beat that. Okay. Um, and lastly, anybody... So we, I was discussing with somebody this week. He was telling me about something in Bitochem that he had heard. And although it's certainly Emes, we have discussed here... I know it's been, oh, it's been a year of Shirim, so it's a lot. But we have discussed that... Certain tzaddikim, tzaddikim, have different mahalchim in bitachim, and it comes out differently. This is a sugya, right? A sugya. You don't you go to yeshiva, and they're learning Rashi and Tosos, and you come in, and they're like arguing, screaming at each other. Rashi's like this, Tosos like this, the Ramban's like this, the Rashba's like this, all arguing, and you go and you're like, well, they're all saying the same thing. Stop it already. What's the difference? They're all saying the same thing. They'll kill you. They'll absolutely murder you, right? What, are you crazy? They're saying worlds apart. You'll be like, well, show me. They say, don't you see that vav? That vi'adam changes the whole pshat. You're like, what? They're like, yeah. Because in their world, where they're, you know, they're working on the sugyas, it's true. They're showing them in one letter, one word, one. It's a totally different world. You're going to go and you're going to say, oh, Reb Chaim and Reb Shimon Shkop. They're saying the same thing in different words. Again, they'll kill you. You... The Reb Shimon guys and the Reb Chaim guys, no, no, no. They're, even the Reb Shimon's a Talmud or Reb Chaim. I'll go upon him. There's different Mahalchim. And, and there's an ending to just learn everything. And it doesn't really matter if you're so medactic. There's such a thing. But we're trying to learn a certain Mahalchim. And, you know, with the Reboy Farm coming out and with the, with the, the different Divrei Torah and the different people saying different things, this is Bitochen and that's Bitochen, this is Bitochen. It could be they're all true in different Mahalchim. So, I'm not. I'm sticking as strong as possible to the mahalach of the chavos of Lovos and within it, a certain way, based on my rebbeim, my understanding of how they would learn, like anybody, and we're trying to stick to a certain mahalach. So, so I'm just pointing out if anybody hears anything, be talking oriented and wants to just ask, is this part of our mahalach? Feel free to ask. And we could discuss and we could try to hash it out. Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe there are some other things that we can add. Or, but it's, I'm open to having conversations about Bitochum whenever. Okay. With all those Hagdamas aside, one more Hagdama. <clears throat> we, we started this Sugi Vishtadlis, and I'm going to remind us where we're holding. We're going to learn today, Mitzvah as much as we can learn. There's going to be, this is one of the, I think, one of the most important parts where we're holding right now in Chavos Levavos, the, the, the Indian of Hishtadlis. This is, this, is, this is the difficult part. What is Hishtadlis? How do we think about Hishtadlis? How do we do Hishtadlis? How much Hishtadlis? This is very, very important. We're going to read the Sefer. We're going to read the words of the Chavos Levavos. I'm just giving you a heads up, and I'll probably remind you again next time. We're then going to learn three different ways how to learn these next few paragraphs. There's going to be a basic 
Mahalich, there's going to be the deeply Hasidic Mahalich, which are both going to be in this Sefer. I'm going to show you how I understand. I don't know if they were so medactic in their writing, but I'm going to try to pull out one Mahalich that they kind of brought out, a second Mahalich, they're different. And then, not next week, in two weeks, next week, Bilvavi Mishkan Evanen, Bravisa Marshwartz, and the Kami's giving Shir. He's going to be Shir and Bitochen next week. It's Hashem, 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 9, 9, 10. And then the following week, we'll come back with the third Mahalich. Now, a lot of the Lima that we're doing, Linnaeus Daiti, is according to how Bilvavi, Ravisa Marshwartz, Itamar Schwartz, I'll have to ask him how he, uh, how, he, how he likes, wants to be called, I don't know. He's not watching this, he'll never watch anything on the internet, so it's okay. But um, a lot of it's going according to his mahalach. So I'm kind of hoping that next week, you know, flows into what we're saying or else we're in big trouble. Uh, I'm joking. But um, yeah, so that's, so two mahalachim this week, Bavalvi next week, and then we'll follow up the third week. I'll, it's because it's going to be a little bit of a bigger mahalach, it has to do with Another parak in Charbitachon, uh, in, in Chavaz Avavas. Okay, did I say enough? We're good? Can we start? Okay. Now, to get us back, any questions before we start? Like a pin drop. Okay. <clears throat> so to get us back, holding where we are. We are now in the sugya of Hishtadlis. Hishtadlis works within Bitachon. It is not side by side. Hishtadlis is a sugya within Shar HaBitachon. So it's Bitachon, and then there's a portion called Hishtadlis. Okay? It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a piece within the larger Bitachon. It's a piece. <clears throat> the way anything comes into this world, there's two ways that anything can come into this world. A, HaKadosh Baruch decided, snap the finger, spontaneously something happens. He did that once, 5,783 years ago. And once in a while, he does that even nowadays in different ways. Rare, not, so, not, not the common approach of the Bariolam, or at least we don't always see it. Spontaneous birth growth. <clears throat> the second and more common Mahalach is that a Kaddish Baruch who creates processes, programs, long Mahalchim, Durachim, his entire world, until it's wherever it's going, however long it will last, is one long process that Kaddish Baruch Hu started 5,873 years ago, and it went in 8 billion ways. We are all products of the process that started then. This phone, this cup, this, these books, everything is a culmination of something that started 5,800, you know, all those numbers, I can't speak anymore. It's all culmination, and it's even in the middle, right? Everything right now in this, that we're living, this moment is a product of everything from the past, and we're also in the middle, and we're, it's going to, we're going to be turning into something. The technology that's here now is the culmination of thousands of years of technology, but it also is going to be the platform for what's going to be. Right? The technology that's going to be in a year from now is based on what's now, and 10 years has been based on from a year from now. Every single second, it's every single process has started from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. He already knows the end, and he knows every step in between. Everything's an ends, and everything is a means. Nothing is outside of that. <coughs> the the Sefer, Chavos said, and I'll just read it to you. 
He says, "V'chein." I'll just read. It to, I'll just read it in English on page eighty-one. Similarly, for other actions that come to be, they do not come to be as a result of people's actions or through any other entity, even though there are many men, many women who are doing stuff and they're building tables. It's not because of them. Rather, they all exist. Yes, physically, there is a man or a, a computer or some robot who built this table. Yes. In the Olamasi, in the physical way, yes, it's true. Someone actually had to bang this. God did not come down from Shemayim to make this table. But in the world of the inner way of understanding and seeing and living, they all exist due to the decree of Hashem and His preparation of the means. Everything that came to be with this table, the physical aspects of this table, the computers that ran the, pro- the program, that ran the, the robots or whatever guys who build it in the factory, the men who programmed the program and who put the, brought the wood <coughs> to the factory, all his, God's preparation of the means through which the action will be completed. There's nothing, there can be nothing outside of that. If there's something outside of it, then that's a problem. When you're living outside of God's world, it's not possible. So everything that comes to be is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from a process or from a spontaneous right, explosion. Now, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a world that we live in that, that runs based, in the physical sense, our Ishtadlis. That's how he made the world. Everything goes in one perception, one lens, in one way of seeing, based on us. Nothing, right? Everything that moves, everything that's here, it's because of some man put effort to, to do that. Now, Kaddish Baruch Hu created that. We'll see why today. Now, our intervention, our efforts to manipulate the yesh, the already created of the world... Kaddish Baruch created everything 5,783 years ago. We're manipulating and moving around and creating things from creations. That's called Hishtadlis. That's Hishtadlis. We're going back to the basics. Right? Now, Hishtadlis is anything... I'm just repeating what he said. Hishtadlis is everything from picking up the chalant with a spoon and putting it into your mouth. Hashem didn't do that. You can you could have all day long you could have be talking to Kaddish Baruch Hu, you want me to have this chant, right? You you want me to have this chant. I mean, you know, it's in my pot, my wife made it. You want me to have this. You're staring at it. No, no. It's not gonna ever get into your mouth. As much trust as you have, Kaddish Baruch Hu wants you to pick it up and put it in your mouth. Yes? Very basic. That's called Hishtadlis. That's actual Hishtadlis. Not just going to work and going on a train and dealing with clients, picking up a spoon. Now, it's Thursday and uh, you look at the challenge pot and it's empty. And you say to your wife, are you going to make challenge? She says, I have bitachon that it's going, to, it's going to be made. Don't worry. I learned if you trust in Hashem, it'll be okay. Husband's like, Okay. So they both put chairs down together and they're sitting in the kitchen by the counter and they're looking at the pot. And they're looking at each other, looking at the pot. Unless she puts the ingredients into the pot, it's not going to happen. 
right? That's also hishtadlis. No different than putting the spoon into your bowl of chant that was made and picking it to your mouth, putting the ingredients in. Same hishtadlis. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us. He created all the ingredients. He created the pot. He created the mitzias. He created you and your wife. And he wants you to have a chant on Shabbos. But you have to put the effort in to put it in. Does that mean you're the bailum? Does that mean you're the owner? Does that mean it's going to come out perfect? Does that mean it's going to be according to exactly the way you want? No. Maybe it'll come out that way. But the bitachon is, <coughs> however it comes out, you're hishtadlis. That's what a Kodesh Baruch wants. Hishtadlis picking up the spoon. Hishtadlis putting the ingredients in. So you're sitting there Thursday and then you look in the cabinet, your wife looks in the cabinet and says, Ooh, we have no beans, we have no barley. And the husband says, yeah, so? She's like, well, you want me to make a chalan? I need, I need the beans and the barley. He says, I have bitachon. If I just sit here, the beans and the barley will show up at my door. They'll, I have bitachon. So they put the chairs down in the same place and they sit down they wait. It's not going to happen. Once in a blue moon, you'll hear a story where, oh, the chalan, you know, the chalan truck came and fell out right in their house and then everyone's like, wow, oh, you see, if you have bitachon, chalan comes to your door. That's not how life goes. What? Yeah, when you're Rebzusha, you'll have Rebzusha's breakfast. It's not going to happen. So she says, can you stop with your bitachon and do some ishtadlis, you know? Go to the store. And he goes to the store and he buys the ingredients and he brings it there and she puts it into the pot and then they have it. Going to the store, it's ishtadlis, no different than your wife putting the ingredients into the pot, no different than when it's piping hot on Shabbos and you picking it up with a spoon and putting it in your mouth. All the same ishtadlis, just a different type of action. Maybe a little bit more annoying. You have to go out into the cold versus just picking up a spoon. Oh, that would be so much easier. But at the root of things, there is no difference. Should we continue? We'll continue. So then, so now you look into the cabin, you see there's no barley. And then your wife says, I need you to go to the store and get barley. And he says, hmm, we have no money on the credit card. I can't, I can't get the barley. I have no money. So she says... Okay, so go, go, to, go to work. Isn't that what you signed in the Ksuba? Like you'll like work, make some money for me or something? He's like, I, I went to Bittachon Shir, and if you trust in Hashem, the money will come. So we're just going to wait. Again, dude, just get up and make a few bucks. Go to work, honestly, make some money so you could have the money to go to the gourmet lot, to buy the ingredients. Any difference by him going to work in, in the world of his shtadlis, at, this, at the root of what Heshtadlis is, is there any difference between the man going on the train to the city and dealing with a lot of narishkeit and stuff and picking up the chant? Is there any difference in the, in the Yesod HaDover? No, there is no difference. In the manifestation, in the physical world, yes, it's more annoying and more difficult and whatever else, to go to work, to make money. It's many more hours than the amount of time it takes for me to pick up a spoon of chant and put it into my mouth. There, of course, in the, that physical reality, there is some difference. But at the root of what Heshtadlis is, God's desire that we intervene in His world and we put efforts as messengers, there is no difference. Does anybody want to argue that point? You can. Let's, let's, maybe I'm wrong. No, no, maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm, just, I'm trying to <coughs> explain how I see what the Chalvah's love is saying. And if we get this clear, this can transform a lot of ways of thinking. 
Does this make sense? So there's no difference. So the question is, do I get, why do I get so frustrated at work? I don't get frustrated about the, the, the chalent and the spoon. I guess maybe if the chalent falls on the floor, I do get frustrated. But why is it, what's going on? Of course, it's, it's somewhat obvious, is that the amount of hours and the, and the, the amount of human hishtadlis on the physical sense is more. The further you get from the culmination of the mice, the culmination, I'm working all this time to make money so I can buy ingredients, so I can make a chont, so I can have the chont. The culmination is the chont. It's closer to me. The closer you are <coughs> to the end is less human effort. Less bitachon also. But we'll get to that in a second. There's a lot less human effort needed to pick up the spoon than as you get further away to make the chalent was harder than eating the chalent. To go out to the store, I don't know if that's exactly harder, but maybe on the same level, to go to work to make the money, to have the money to buy the food, that's a lot more, that's much further, and therefore there's much more human effort that needs to be involved. It's just more heshtadlis. It's just kamas. It's not eichus any different. Kamas means quantity. Eichus means quality. So in quantitative terms, there's more heshtadlis going to work than picking up the chalun spoon, but qualitatively, it should not be any different. We make the mistake because it's a test and we make mistakes and we think that there's that whole world of heshtadlis by work is a whole different Indian. It's not at all. It's really not. It's not any different to be a soda dover. One sec. So, you're saying qualitatively, no hishtadlis is different from any other. Did, did I hear that correctly? Or? That's, that's my understanding. I believe that's true. You can, we can ask questions to try to refine that. That might be no, a, just, a vague term. Just, my point, the, yeah, yeah. Way, the, way I'm, the way you got to that is, again, picking up the chalm hishtadlis yeah. Yeah, yeah. and going to work hishtadlis. I'm trying to say that there's no difference... God wants me to do the spoon, and God wants me to go to work. Any different in Ratzon Hashem? I don't think there's a difference. In, in Ratzon Hashem, there's a difference, but maybe, again, I'm saying, I'm saying I'm previous, that maybe that the kalim that are needed to fill that quota of, of making the money, the kalim needed to make the money, requires more effort. Versus the kalim needed to put the spoon in my mouth is... Again, almost, you're right. so, quantitative. So, quantitative, you're right. I need more of that heshtadlis stuff and less. But it's but, quantity. But, but qualitative, though, there, there is also a difference as well, too. Because I need to make quality... Let me define, before you go, let me define qualitative. Qualitative is, it's the Ratzon Hashem I eat, and it's the Ratzon Hashem I go to work to make money. So I can ultimately eat. Qualitative. Don't tell me about the, the work. That's, that's, that's hishtadlis. And qualitative. In the sugya of bitachon and hishtadlis. That God makes everything. Everything's his process. Everything is him. Everything. But he wants me to put my efforts in. So if I have to pick up the spoon to eat. I, I have to eat to live. If I don't eat, I die. If I don't breathe, I die. If I don't drink, I die. If I don't have clothing, I, it's a little bit less. I could live without clothing. So but eating, drinking, and breathing. And going to the bathroom. You don't have those, you're going to die. So everything we really do, <coughs> Kaddish Baruch wants us to live, 
So at the most basic need, we need food, air, right? So is there anything? Yeah, right? So eating and making money to get to the food, to eating. We get all fancy when it goes to, comes to work. We get a lot. We get very fancy. But qualitative is the same. I want to make one more. You want to ask a question on this? I, I, I'm not arguing for once. I just want to clear. So the... That's so nice of you. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Thank you. So the, it's, it's a status. So the... It's love. The, that too. <laughs> the, um, yeah. the medical student who becomes a doctor mm-hmm. in order to be a doctor and save lives, a neurosurgeon, over a quantitative longer period of seven, ten years with residency and everything, mm-hmm. and the guy who's instructed for seven minutes how to flip a burger mm-hmm. from a... So you're defining all the work and the, the seichel and the understanding and the brilliance that you need in order to become that mm-hmm. equally as it's a quantitative issue. It's not a quality, even though the quality of the work, let's say, if we, we look at it in the secular world, even in the Jewish world, the qualitative work of a neurosurgeon is, is higher than... I understand therapy. the question. Does everyone understand the question? Ever got the question? Burger flip. He's asking, he's asking a big He's asking a big kasha. The burger flipper I'm, versus no, no, the neurosurgeon. No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm actually not. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to. So, so, work it so listen. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. And we're going to get there. <clears throat> if the Ratzon Hashem <clears throat> is for me to be a burger flipper, right. I have no. I'm not smart. I have no money. I have no training. Yeah. This is how God built me. This is where my life went. I'm burger flipping, and I can make a parnasa for my family. Right. That's what Hashem wants me to do. Yeah. And if a Kodesh Baruch gave me the capability to be a doctor and a, a desire to be a doctor to help people, we'll, we'll define it as we go on. And I spent all those years using my God-given abilities right. to become that neurosurgeon and save people's lives. Ratz and Hashem, Ratz and Hashem. Right, still only quantity. I was, I was totally yeah. with you. I'm, 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 I'm happy you asked that question because it's a, it, it brings out the point. There really is no difference. In the world of talking. That, that it's very counterintuitive, but I mean, we've been learning this counterintuitive. Bitachon is everything in Gashmias, yeah. everything is against, because everything is God hidden. Mm-hmm. We're trying to reveal Him, so it's going to be the absolute, literally the opposite. <clears throat> we still have to define some of those things. It doesn't mean, okay, all the kids who hear this year, okay, I'm going to become a burger flipper. No, that's not the MS either. If God gave you the capability and the desire and the wherewithal to become the neurosurgeon, and you could save people's lives and you could change the world, and you can't say, he can make somebody else do that. No, because he gave you that ability. Go do that. That's what he wants you to do. But we'll, we'll get there. That's, you know, Stadler's already... All right, but so it's, it's the quantity within the parameters, within the capability set that a person was given. Okay, now we're already getting in... Yes, but we're not already getting teeth. We're almost, we're almost there. I'm trying to go very, I'm trying to go very slow, because I think we have to. We're definitely not going to get to do what I wanted to do today, but we're going to get to do what I wanted to do today. No, it's not like that. <clears throat> you never know when you prepare how it's going to come out, what needs to be explained. I, is, is it making sense so far? Yeah. It's very, very important. I don't, even, I don't know if you know how important getting this you so down is. It's, it's a, it's a, it can be a game changer. It can take some time to settle down, but it can release a lot of stress. It can release a lot of anxiety, and it can open a person up to... Acting with more Ratz and Hashem. Okay, one second. Where are we holding here? So, did this Stadlis? Right. 
<clears throat> so I'll just make one nekud of this. If someone wants to ask on it, that's fine. But just in the situation that we had until now, we have the guy with the chalant on the spoon, and then we have the guy going to work. It's the same person, but doing more hishtadlis, quantitatively, to get the money, to the ingredients, fine. It's interesting. There's a lot less human effort needed when I eat this chalant than when I go to work. But at the same time, and I'm going to, f- I'm not even going to ask. Okay, I could do it in a fancy way, but I'm just going to say it. I think it's also harder to have bitachon when you eat the cholent, when you eat the spoon. This year is sponsored by, thank you. Chaim. This is for tomorrow? This is for so Lila Nishmas, Chaim Avram Yaakov ben Gavriel, with gratitude to the Fruksberm and the Roth family. Shama Shavon Aliyah. Okay. It is also more difficult to have bitachon. The closer it gets to you and the less human effort, <coughs> this is also counterintuitive, it's harder to have bitachon. All the books, all the stories, all of our fight is Okay, I'm going to work, and how am I going to bring God into work? How many people have thought about, how am I going to bring God into my spoon of chalent? Nobody. Well, not nobody, it's not true. If you learn the sugis a little bit, you do. But <coughs> it's a lot less people thinking about the bitachon, is this going to get to my mouth? Of course it's going to get to my mouth. What's the shayla? I'm saying I've done this like a billion times. Why shouldn't it get to my mouth? So we have a lot less, which is not good, but with our mahalach, we're trying to bring out as much as we can, we're not focused. As we get closer, it becomes less effort, more obvious that it's going to work out. That means you've fallen into Teva. <coughs> You're not a Russia, and I do it all the time. We all do it, but it's not living the proper way of Bitachon. That's why our food brachas are corners. That's why our food brachas, we have to work on them. That's- we're going to say it in a positive way. <laughs> no, but that, it's well, Maisa, That's like your point. That's that's why I spoke about this with the boys on Shabbos. We have Asa eating, the way of Yaakov eating, the way of Yitzchak eating. But just I wanted to point that we're not getting to that now. I just wanted to, as as we already have this, you know, you're laughing about the challenge. I want to also bring that point out. <coughs> we're always hacking about bitachon at work, but we forget to hack about the bitachon on the way. If we would also, I'll just give you an example. Alright, we're just, we're just, we're off the cuff here. One second. You want to ask me about that right there? Yeah, that chalent. The chalent, yeah, okay, fine. No, 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 okay. Let me ask Sitting down to eat, I have Kavana, food is from Hashem, thank you Hashem, da 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 da, okay. I make the bracha, I take the spoon. You don't need to do any of that, by the way, but okay, yeah. But that's how, how, that's how Moshe Harry eats in his house on Shabbos. Yeah. Halavai. <laughs> so I now take the spoon with the chalent. Yes. What's the machshava? Thank you, Hashem, for allowing me that. Or, or, or. I hope this spoon makes it into my mouth. I, I'm, I, I'm Honestly, no, no. I mean, yes, I'm asking because no, that's. Uh, there's kavanas. That I mean, we all no, have no, kavanas no. in certain things that we. I'm do. happy you're asking. So, so, is there a kavana over here? I'm happy asking. Shouldn't I don't think it's lamaisa to have in mind every bite. I hope this gets. Uh, right. so I'm asking. That. No. It's an overall way of living. What happens when you're picking up the, the chalun spoon 
and it falls on your pants. What happens when you're eating and your kid brings bring you the Devar Torah, it knocks your elbow, and it, it, the spoon hits you in the eye, and it burns your eye? What's the reaction? If you don't believe in God, you get angry, you get upset, you're so upset about your pants, you get angry at the kid, you lose yourself. If you eat generally from the place of Bitochon, that even the spoon coming into my mouth is decided by Kaddish Baruch Hu, and you live with that, and you actually, it doesn't have to be that moment, but you're, you're, you believe it, and you live it. So then, okay, my pants got dirty. Okay, so the kid hit me in the spoon. It, hap- like it happens, that's okay. Just keep going. That's it, simple. No anxiety, no anger, no stress. Adrabo, can I be simcha? That's called bitachon l'maisa. Yes or no? See, that's what it means. So when we when we no, I'm happy you ask because it's important to because we're not going to be. I hope I hope I hope I hope I hope I hope. Can you imagine your wife's me like, what are you doing? I heard this in share on Sunday. Okay, you're not going back to that share ever again. I'm happy you're asking. Get to bring it out. Okay. How about Rabbi? I'm sorry. I was thinking of Moshe saying too. Child fan, make, felony fan this week. No, no. Maybe when you make the, when you make the bracha, thank Hashem. Of course. Okay have my, you give me the ability to bring the fruit to my mouth. To ta- right? People lost their taste over COVID. Right? We took for granted. I tell the kids now, go up somewhere able to taste the pizza. You can taste the stuff. Not to take that for granted. Maybe a quick kavana by the bracha. Yes, the more the merrier. Of course, a person wants to really live this as much kavana as you can. But even if you don't. In a general sense, right. you could do it, but of course, 100%. But, now that you're asking, if we're going to be in the Sugi talking, I think I mentioned this, and we're trying to be medactic in our kavanas, don't put on anybody else. Sure. Ever. People are not holding there. They're just going to get upset. They don't get it. Right. Adarabba, your bitachon is that they're holding where they're holding. And that's fine. That's perfect. And if you want to try to train them and teach them in a very soft and happy way, and that's Ratzon Hashem. But never to force uh, your avod on anybody else. <clears throat> okay. We could end now because it's been 40 minutes. Or I could start reading the Sefer. Should I end? I'm asking honestly because people I know... What time is Rebbe speaking? 10.30. 10.30. So, okay. Let's start for 10 minutes. If anybody wants to walk out, I will not... Don't worry. You're not... It's not a bizillion, just walk out. Just make sure you don't walk in front of the camera, because then it's a bizillion to me. Okay, see? Joke. Okay, so let's just read a little bit here. Let's get started. We are on page... We are on page 83. Yes? On the bottom? Everybody? Yes? I'm in the safe with a few different minds, so I just need to know. Yeah? Okay, good. So now, we just got finished that last paragraph, the more exertion... That was what I just discussed about quantitative heshtadlis. You could read it again. Maybe it'll mean something a little bit more. Now, page 83. I'm going to just read the words of the Chavos of Avos right now. I have to, and I'm going to use the translation. I'm not going to read anything in the middle, because already the middle, which is beautiful, the Sefer is amazing, and I love them. They're great. They're already putting a mahalachin, whether they understand or they don't understand. So I'm going to read just the words... Then we're going to read their middles, which is one mahalach. And then we're going to read the bottoms, probably in two weeks from now, which is the second mahalach. 
And then we'll eventually get to a third Mahalach. Okay, everybody with me? There are two reasons why the Creator deemed it in such a way that a person must make efforts to pursue and search for the means of his livelihood and other needs. Why is a Kaddish Baruch Hu making us do Hishtadus? I don't want to discuss this now because it's already, it's already teeth. What's the question exactly? I have three ways to explain the question. Let's just read this. Next week, two weeks, we'll, we'll come back to it. Let's just keep reading the middle. The first reason why a person needs to do Heshtadlis. Heshtadlis means everything I'm picking up the spoon of the chalant to going to work. Just let's read straight. The first reason, this is, should be, it's going to be, it should be an explosion. Why are we going to work in doing everything? I'm going to read this. I'm not going to say that much. We're going to have three Mahalachim how to understand this. The first reason is that God, in His wisdom, decided to test the person. Hashem wants to test us as to whether he will choose to serve Hashem or to rebel against him. Therefore, he tested him in a matter, a manner through which the path he chose will be evident. God did this by causing a person to be needy and lacking, that which is outside of him, be it food, drink, clothing, shelter, or cohabitation, all things that the physical body needs. He then instructed the person to pursue these things and obtain them through means that he prepared for them, but only in specific manners and at specific times. Okay? Heshtadlis, I'm just saying, I'm being vague. Heshtadlis is to test us. Skip the middle. Umasha gazar haborish yigamer laodumehem yigamer v'yishlam v'hashlomas his dam the sabsibus. Vashalo gozolo li gomer bem, lo yigomer. Vimonu mimeno asibus. Those things that the Creator decreed that the person will obtain, he will obtain as a result of God making available all the means that he requires. While those things that God did not decree that he will obtain, he will not obtain because those means will be withheld from him. It's up to a Kaddish Baruch Hu if you, your Hashtadlis, is effective or ineffective. Again, I'm, being, I'm just translating, being vague. Not vague, but this already you understand. So everything in Hashanah is a test, and he decides whether it will be effective or ineffective. As a result of this process, this test, this is Shadlis, as a result, it will become clear if he wishes to serve God or disobey Him, based on his choice of the means with which to obtain his needs. On account of this, he will either be rewarded or punished, even if he did not end up obtaining that which he tried to obtain. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to punish us and reward us based on our kavana. 
if we try to do a shtadlis in a way that was deemed inappropriate by a Kaddish Baruch Hu, you're going to get punished even if you did not get that which you tried to get. Okay. Let's just read one more paragraph here. Vahasheni, the second reason, we're saying, giving the whole thing here, the second reason why we have to do hishtadlis. This is great. You're going to love this one. The second reason why God deemed that people be required to exert effort and employ various means to obtain their livelihood. Well, they already added that, but it's really from the spoon. But you'll see, I'll explain later why they mention livelihood. But why do we have to go to work and spend so much time at work? And also just in general in life, why would we spend so much time doing stuff? Right, why can't we just sit down and daven and learn and stuff? Is that if a person did not need to exert himself to pursue and search for means of sustenance, he would rebel and pursue that which is forbidden. If, we are, if we're bored, we're not going to always choose the base magish. We're pretty much going to choose you know, the betting track or something. We're going to do silly things. We're going to get ourselves into trouble, which is pretty, pretty accurate by most men and women of all time. If we have too much time on our hands, we're going we're gonna to mess up. Right? It's even in the mission in Ksubis that even a wife, if you have to give her some jobs, she always has to have some job or else bad things are going to happen. Kolshikin, Kolshikin, a man, he needs many, many jobs to keep himself busy. Let's finish up. As the Pasuk says in Yeshaya, and there are harp and lute, not sure what a lute is, tambourine and flute and wine at their drinking feasts. The work of the Lord they do not regard, and the deed of his hands they have not seen. So they're not paying attention to God, rather they're just for bringing and without brachas probably. Similarly, it says in Devarim and Yeshurun is a code name for Klal Yisrael, became fat and rebelled. They became fat. What's Moshe Rabbeinu speaking about? They had money and they had housing and all the good stuff. They became fat and rebelled. You grew fat, thick and plump. Klal Yisrael forsook the God who made them. So in a very basic way, it seems to be, there's two reasons why we have to do Hishtadlis. Number one, to test us, how we obtain the Hishtadlis. And number two, to keep us out of trouble. Just to end off, the main way that they're going to say, let's just read it very quickly. Just look at page 83. No, let's read, 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 read page 85, right in the middle there. We are instructed, this is the way most people read the Chavos If I asked you, very quickly, I know we have to end. What does he mean? What's the test? What's the test? How we obtain our needs. What's he, what's he testing us? Whether? We follow the Torah. There's certain rules you have to follow. Halacha, you can't steal. You have to be appropriate in the office. How are your midos? That's the basic way of learning Chavos Avalos. That a Kaddish Bible says you need stuff. Go get it. But do it according to the Torah. Based on how you do it according to the Torah, you will be rewarded or punished. That is the most basic approach. You'll see that's how they kind of read it in. In the top, that's approach number one. Emes la'amito. There are two other approaches that we're going to delve into. Again, next week is Bilval is going to give a bitachon shir. The next week we'll continue with the Hasidic approach.